Hey there, my refreshed sisters. I am celebrating two years of Refreshing the Soul podcast. Woo! We're celebrating all month long. It has been two wonderful and learning years for me. And I want to celebrate by celebrating you, by giving you something special. So I'm going to give two blessed women um, I, instead of saying lucky winners, you're blessed and you're going to be blessed by these rest for the soul devotionals. Um, each lady has to put her name into either the Facebook or the Instagram post where I originally posted it on January 12th, um, on how to enter in. So you'll see a post up there that says, um, a book giveaway in that post, put your name there. I'm going to be drawing a name from each, um, social media account on January 18th. And whoever that woman, that blessed woman is, she will win a free devotional shipped directly to her house. Okay. I love you. And thank you for celebrating with me. Thank you for supporting this podcast. And just remember, refreshing the soul is where soul care is self-care. Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul podcast a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Hey, everyone. How is your soul doing? How is your soul doing? How have you been to your soul? Maybe that's what I should ask. Because I think every time I ask, how's your soul doing? We can say, oh, it's this. I feel anxious. I feel overwhelmed. I'm worried or I'm feeling great. But how have you been to your soul? Have you been tending to the garden of your soul with care, with love, with kindness, with patience, with grace? Um, That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about being gracious to our soul. And really this month in January, I really want to focus on how we tend to our soul, how we care for our soul. Um, there's always going to be something that we are, um, progressing in and being molded and shaped, um, to be, uh, to be more like Jesus really. Um, but how are we in the process of, um, being molded? How are we to ourselves in the process of being transformed? Are you hard on yourself? Do you think bad things about yourself, negative thoughts or what you're not and what you'll never be? Um, are you patient with yourself? Do you, do you rush and wish that you could be already in this place in your soul, in your life? Or, um, are you, are you saying, you know what, this is where I'm at. Um, I know I'll get there. There's other things God has transformed me in and I, I will patiently wait for God to continue to, um, grow my soul and grow, grow me up. There's our part and his part. So how have you been to your soul? Do you beat yourself up when no one's looking? We're talking about in that secret place where we could be around everyone. We can be at work 
behind our in our office, behind our computer. We can be at social gatherings. We can be in church, listening to the pastor, feeling convicted, but beating ourselves up on what we didn't do right, what we said wrong, where we should be at, what we shouldn't be doing. Is that where you're constantly um, giving to your soul? Are you? How are you treating yourself? How are you treating your soul? And this month, like I said, I really want us to um, learn and to grow in taking better care of ourselves, taking better care of our souls. When we take care of ourselves, we, you know, we get our little facials done. We may get our nails done, get our hair done. Um, we do things to stay clean, to smell good. And I want the same thing for your soul. We should want the same thing for our soul. Just think of it again as an inner man. How am I pampering? How am I caring for it? How, how am I being tender, um, toward my soul? And so the last two weeks we talked about being kind to our soul, being patient to our soul. This week, I want to talk about being gracious to your soul. And so let's first start with what is grace? What is grace? Well, you just look up Webster um, or Google um, is going to say being kind and unpleasant. Be, I mean, being kind, being kind and pleasant. Where did I get unpleasant from? I don't know. I wrote it down, but I know that's not what it said. <laughs> but being kind and being pleasant. Um, but it's, it is showing grace, showing, being gracious is to show grace, to show kind, kindness and to be pleasant. And, um, that grace, when we think of God's divine grace, it is favor undeserved, unmerited favor, um, where it is not based on what you do. And so a lot of times we can be unkind and unpleasant to our own selves because of something that we did or did not do. But grace says it's not about what you do or do not do. It's about favor. It's about being kind anyways. It's about not measuring up to a level that you have placed in your mind where you feel like, okay, I deserve this now. It's saying whether I deserve it or not, not even having a bar for what you deserve or not. I first want to shatter that. Um, I was talking to my pastor and she said, who are we to say what someone deserves and doesn't deserve? I was like, wow, that's really something to think about. Where do we get the bar? Where do we get the standard of you deserve this and I don't deserve that? Or I deserve this and you don't deserve that. Where do we get that from? God doesn't treat us that way. And as we are being molded and shaped into his image, we have to take a moment and step back and say, am I treating myself a certain way because of a law, a standard, a place I have set in my mind that I feel like I need to be in order to, to, to be kind in order, in order to say, Hey, I deserve punishment. Are you setting that? Where did that place come from? Some of us, um, maybe even like me, grew up in a very strict household. 
and um, I realized um, a lot of a lot of my 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 own parents' upbringing. I mean, that's what they knew, so that's what they that's what they taught. They taught what they knew, and um, there wasn't a lot of grace in their household. When you did something wrong, you got punished for it. Um, when you did something right, you got applause for it. But it seemed like um, more. Um, it seemed like more more than not, you would be getting punished or disciplined for something. So sometimes we could maybe you have grown up in an environment where you um, you were so used to being disciplined and things were so hard on you Uh, or maybe not maybe that's not you but we have to find where is where does this place come from of feeling like I don't deserve this or I can only have this if I achieve this or do that but God's grace is unmerited it's 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 favor that is not about whether we deserve something or not and I want you to look at that toward yourself right because when you when I looked up the word gracious you know what came up sayings, quotes, and scriptures about being gracious to others. And I'm like, we got to be gracious to ourselves, ourselves, our own soul. We got to give ourselves kindness and we got to be pleasant in the way that we think towards ourselves and what we say towards ourselves, whether we feel we deserve it or not. I believe that the more that we can be that to ourselves, the more we can be that to others. I can see and feel someone in a place deeper than what I'm seeing, what what they're saying out their mouth or maybe even responding to me. It could be in an ill way. I can be able to see their soul if I choose not to go off, choose not to respond from a place of what I feel they deserve. But I got to practice that with my own self. We have to practice that with our own soul. So I just want to encourage you, you know, the place where you feel like maybe you've done something wrong or you said something that you know you shouldn't have said. There's nothing wrong with saying, man, I, I shouldn't have said that. But it's when we continue to rotate that and and um, meditate on that and continue to think on what you shouldn't shouldn't have done, that's when we're not being kind and that's when we're not being gracious to our soul. Grace says, you know what? No, I shouldn't have said that. But it's okay. I am still this. And I can I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna put myself in a place where I'm just gonna sit at home and mope all day. No, I'm going to make sure that um, I'm still going to go out and hang out with my friends. I'm still going to smile. I'm still going to laugh. I'm not going to treat myself in a way where I got to be punished and on lockdown because of me not saying something right or doing something in the way that probably would have been better or beneficial or whatever. But we got to, we got to take ourselves out of the prison of our own, out of our own selves, out of our own minds. Grace is also, I love, and um, let's go to one of the scriptures that I have. I have plenty of scriptures. There's plenty of scriptures on grace. But um, one of the, the scriptures on grace I want to read is Romans eleven six. So we're going to hear what, um, hear what Holy Spirit reveals to us in this word about what grace is. Okay, so Romans eleven six says, And since it is through God's kindness 
then it's not by their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. Catch that. God's grace is free and undeserved, meaning it's not something that you have to work to get. You don't deserve God's grace. We don't get to a place in our souls where we've grown and matured enough and we've done so much good that it's like, okay, now I deserve um, the goodness from God. Now I deserve his kindness. Now I deserve favor. No, God's, God's grace is saying, Hey, it's free. It's a gift. It's nothing you can work to, to get. And it's not deserved. It's not performance based. It's nothing that there's no rule by it. There's no rule to get it. And so when we're gracious to ourselves, we got to understand, we got to give it freely to ourselves. And we got to understand we're free because of, because of Jesus Christ, we're free. So we're free to receive grace. Grace is available. Grace is available, but we have to choose. We have to choose to remember that it's by our faith that we get to receive grace. See, it's a choice. We, we, um, it's a training of the mind, regardless of how you've grown up and how you have learned to treat yourself and maybe to treat others. We have to remember now in, in God's kingdom, the way that he operates, he, he does things by grace. He gives us gifts by grace. He gave us salvation by grace. So now is when we, I'm not saying that, oh, when someone hurts us, we just, we overlooked it. We overlook it. No, you can still give someone grace and still have boundaries. You can still give someone grace and love them and hear what the Holy Spirit has to say on how to treat them. And maybe right now you're listening. You need to do the same thing for yourself. How is God telling you to treat yourself? What do you need to do more of? What is, what is it that your own soul needs to hear more of when it comes to giving yourself God's grace? It's free. You don't got to work to get it. Just ask God, how can I give myself more grace? It's undeserved, meaning you don't, it's, you don't deserve it. There's nothing you can do to obtain it or deserve it. It's free. Being kind and pleasant to yourself is a choice. And it may take some retraining, but we can choose to be gracious to ourselves in every moment, in every season, in every circumstance of where we may drop the ball, where we may fall. Because guess what? It's by his grace that we are righteous where we can continue to get back up. It's his grace. I think that's coming from um, Romans. I'm um, actually Proverbs, Proverbs 24 and 16. Proverbs 24, 16. It says the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. That's NLT. The New King James Version says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. What is it saying? We're able to get back up because we're righteous. Okay? 
Righteous means we're in right standing with God. How how are we in right standing with God? What about when we mess up and we don't do right and we say the say the wrong thing? You're still in right standing with God because you're not in right standing because of something that you you did. You're not in right standing because you did something to deserve it. You're in right standing because of Romans 3 and 24. I'm going to it right now. Give me a moment. (laughs) Romans 3 and 24. It says, yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. You see that? We're right because of in, because by his grace, he said he did this through Christ Jesus When he freed us from the penalty for our sins, we can't free ourselves. No matter how much you want to work on becoming better, you're not going to free yourselves from whatever it is that's keeping you in a locked or a, a, or a stuck place. God is the one who freed us from sin and is by his grace that we are in right standing with him. So all the work that you're trying to do to, um, obtain, um, validation of who you are, obtain kindness from people or obtain being, being treated pleasant, pleasantly. It's, it's all for void. We got to understand that it's because of God's grace. I'm already free. I'm already in right standing with the one who really I should be looking to please. And the way I please them is through my, is through, is by faith is not by works. So let me go ahead and get myself in a place of where I'm going to receive God's grace, the free and the undeserved grace for my soul, for myself. So when Shawanda say your name here. So when Shawanda falls, when Shawanda messes up. I can still get back up again because of who God is, because of what Jesus Christ did. Okay, you messed up. You can get back up again, my sister. Okay, you didn't hear him clearly on this, on, 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 on the instructions that he gave you. It's okay. You're still in right standing, my sister. God has still given you grace. He does not take his grace away. You still have grace. Be gracious to your soul. Tell your soul, it's okay. We can get back up again. It's okay. We can try again. Our fast focus at my, at my church, every walk of life, um, it's a, it's a fast focus. It's something that we meditate on. We focus on, um, each month and it's try again, try again. Galatians six and nine, um, talks about, you know, don't get weary in well-doing. If you just keep continuing to believe, if you continue to trust him, if you continue just to keep believing him, keep doing good. At just the right time, a harvest, you will reap a harvest. And so don't get stuck because you become um, nasty toward yourself because you stand in the dumps because of things are not working out the way that you thought it would because you keep making the wrong decisions, the wrong choices. If we, if, if we're put, if we're so heavy on ourselves and we put so much on ourselves, then that's saying that we are the ones who got to work to get ourselves out of a place. We are the one. No, 
we have to believe who we already are. And that's righteous. That's I'm in right standing with God, meaning by his grace, meaning my standing with God does not shift because of, because of what I did. So then that, t- and then let's just go deeper right there. Cause I hear this for someone, you, what, who do you really care about being in right standing with? There's nobody greater than God. Who do you really care about being in right standing with? Let's shift our hearts wherever it was. Maybe you, maybe there's a person in mind that came to mind. Maybe it's you. It can be an audience that you're, you're speaking to. You want to be right standing with, you want to appear a certain way. Let's shift our hearts to say, no, my right standing is in God. And that's, that's what matters. And it's my faith in him that pleases him. And so if I fall, I can get back up again because it's in his grace. It's because of what Jesus done. I don't have to stay here. I don't have to be in condemnation. I can rise. I'll rise again. I'm his. I belong to him. I'm his workmanship. Let, let's, let's read that scripture. That's one of my scriptures. Um, Ephesians 2 and 10. I want you to know who you are. Ephesians 2 and 10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ, in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Understand it's because of who God is making you to be that you're able to do the good things. We can't do the good things on our own because of what we want to make ourselves to be. No, we gotta, we, we gotta understand we're God's masterpiece. It's him that's making us who we are because guess what it says it says um he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago God didn't just think about you now just because of we were just um learning to have a relationship with God and 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 um learning how to renew our souls in him just because we're starting to get to a closer place in him, in him now doesn't mean God has just thought about us no God already knew who you were when you were a thought he already knew who you were and when i say thought t h o u g h t i just want to be clear when you were something in his mind that wasn't formed yet in your mom's belly he already knew what you were going to do He already planned it. So it's him who makes us to be what he causes us to, what causes us to do the good works that he planned. I want to read the passion translation. It says, um, let me make sure. Oh, I want to read actually the message, the message and the message is actually verses seven through 10. It says, now God has us where he wants us with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. Listen to that. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor we neither make nor save ourselves. 
God does both the making and saving. He creates each of us by Christ, by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do work we had better be doing. And I, I'm, I'm just that last part. So I don't forget. I like, he says, um, he created us in us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. We are partnering with God. Don't waste time beating yourself up, not being kind, not being pleasant, spending time, letting yourself roll, letting negative stuff roll around in your head about what you, what you're not, what you, what you can't do, how you messed up and how don't spend you. This is not a work that you're doing on your own. You're with God. You're, you're doing this with the Holy spirit. He sent the Holy spirit as a helper. He helps us. We're partnering with him. So when something goes, say, if you do mess up, say, if you, so say, if you don't go the way, say, if you do trip and fall, or you didn't hear him correctly, or you stepped out before you were supposed to, whatever it is, why just go to yourself? Why go in your, why just go to your soul and deal with that in you? You, you have a partner. You have a partner. I'm just seeing right now a business and there's two owners, right? If something is malfunctioning with the business and it's falling, one partner can't just try to deal with it on his own. No, I'm going to go to the other other owner. The other, hey, we got to we gotta figure this out. We have to get this together and figure out what we're going to do. That's how we, that's what we need to do in our soul. When, when it comes to our souls, when it comes to our lives, don't just go in here and stay in here in your own world. Give yourself grace. And it's, it's by the grace of God, right? That we're able to even do the work that we're supposed to do in ourselves, but it's a work that we're joined in with him. So we got to go, we got to partner with God and say, Hey, what, what do we do about this? How do I move forward? How, that's why I said at the beginning, how should you be thinking? Ask God, how, what should I be saying about my soul? What is it that I need to know about me? That you already know because you are, you formed me. You, 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 this is something you planned long ago of things that you knew I would be doing today and who you knew, who you knew I would be, you would be making me to be. Who am I, God? Who am I to you? Some of us, we really do need to sit in that place of really hearing what, who God says we are and seeing our, seeing ourselves through the grace lens of God. The first time I heard of um, the grace lens of God is when someone told me to do that for someone else. They say, you got to see him through the grace lens of God, the grace, the eyes of grace. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) I don't know what that is, but it's, it's not, is not seeing them through what people do wrong. It's choosing to see them as, you know what? They're a soul. They're God's creation. God loves them. That place or whatever it is that they're doing, it comes from it comes from a place. That person may not always be there. Am I going to choose to love them where they're at? 
Am I going to choose to see them how God sees them? And just how I had to ask God, well, how do you see this person so I can see them that way? We got to ask ourselves, how do you see me, God? So I can see myself that way. So I can give myself grace the way you give grace to me. In order for us to give grace to ourselves, we got to receive the grace that's already freely given and undeserved by God, from God. He loves us. He, lo- he, he cares for our souls. He wants us to do the same. He wants you to do the same. Be gracious to your soul. Okay. I think that I am done. <laughs> um, we're going to end with our hiding place. It's called my hiding place. And this is a space and time where um, I give you a song that I've been meditating on and listening to. And I give you confessions to declare and to speak over your soul. And I didn't have a song planned for, um, for today, but I know a song just popped up in my spirit and it's actually one of the songs that, um, y'all I have given to you before already. And it's Potter by Tamala Mann. If you've heard the song before, great. Um, Still go and listen to the song and this time listen to it from the place and the viewpoint as, you know, I'm clay and I have to give myself permission to be God's clay, to be God's work in progress. I was reading an article and it was saying, it was saying something about being, giving yourself permission um, to be a work in progress. And I say, give yourself permission to be God's work in progress, to be his workmanship, right? Because we are his workmanship. And so here, Tamla Mann talks about um, how he's the potter, right? And um, I'm going to read, I'm going to read the very, um, the very first verse. It says, what you're going through is not the end of you. It's the beginning now. You are in his hands. Be still and trust his plans. He'll make a way somehow. But while you're going through, let Jesus work on you. There's nothing else to do but be still and know he is God alone. He came to make you strong. Though it hurts for a moment, let him work on you. So I love that she's saying, listen, what you're going through is not the end of you. Give yourself grace. You won't always be there. This is not the end of you. Okay. You're in his hands. You're his workmanship. Meaning you are not working on yourself by yourself. Allow yourself to be still. Trust God. Trust his hands. He knew you were going to mess up. He knew you're going to say what you're going to say. He knew you were going to make the decisions you made. And yet and still, he floods you with great grace. He doesn't take away his grace. He still gives you favor. He still loves you. And he wants you to do the same for yourself. He's, he's teaching you how to give grace to yourself by giving that to you. 
Wow. So be still. Let him work on you. There's nothing else to do but be still and know. He is God alone. He came to make you strong. Though it hurts for a moment, let God work on you. All right. Let's take this moment right now and repeat and declare these confessions over your soul. I am God's workmanship. I give myself permission to be God's work in progress. I am who I am today because of God's grace. I'm sorry, because of God's free and undeserved grace. God's grace is all my soul needs. I am more than enough because of the power of Christ works in me. I choose to think only things of myself that are true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. And that last confession is from the scripture Philippians 4 and 8. Go back, read and meditate that scripture. I didn't get a chance to plug it in here, but that's where that scripture is from. Meditate on things that are lovely and pure and honorable and worthy to be praised about yourself, about yourself. Fix your thoughts on those things. All right. I love you, my refreshed sisters, and I look forward to speaking into the ear of your soul next week. Bye. Everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, you want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.